operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right, we are back and better than ever. The Comic Revolution Podcast. I am Rock, as always, by my side. The Richard Long to my Barbara Stanwyck. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as always, you can check us out online at www.comicbookrevolution.com for all the news, reviews, commentary, and whatnot concerning the world of comic books, movies, and whatever else in geek culture that catches our eye. You can also check us out on Facebook, Comic Book Revolution Facebook page. You can follow us on Instagram at The Comic Book Revolution. You can follow us on Twitter at CB Revolution. You can follow me on Twitter at Rock2K's Revolution. You can follow me on Instagram at Rock2K's Revolution. And you, Steven. And you can follow me on Twitter at President Glover. There you go. Saying thoughts about um, Robert Downey Jr. and Oscars. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, All right, Steven. We have a fine selection of comics today. Fine selection. Mm. Mm. A choice selection I have picked for us. I love Steven's response whenever I message him and tell him what what we'll be podcasting. Invariably, he goes, oh, why do you hate me? (laughs) I always well, pick... recently I've decided to save time and just go, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. Because it's invariable. I will I will always pick at least one. Yeah. At least one title that I know is going to send Steven yeah, the over the title. edge. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's guaranteed. <laughs> it's guaranteed. Uh, Steven, this week from DC, we have the Year of the Villain number mm-hmm. one. 25-cent issue title. Yeah. Nice little teaser title, huh? You yeah. also... Have Justice League number twenty three, mm-hmm. and then Stephen, the WTF title oh, for Stephen. He was like, "What? Deceased?" And it's DC East. Yeah, yeah, get it? DC. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah it's good stuff. Actually, both title, both companies had one WTF this week. Yes, yeah, so I I, I, I sprung them on you. Yes. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> from the House of the Mouse, Stephen, we have the War of the Realms number three. Mm-hmm. Savage. Savage Avengers number one. Savage. And (laughs) last but certainly not least, my friend, Major X number three, the greatest comic being published. Of any um, publisher's crown. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Stephen. Let's kick this off with DC, shall we? Mm -hmm. Let's just just go right to uh, Year of the Villain. How's that sound? So this Year of the Villain, Stephen, this is the big event for the summer. Mm-hmm. And this is a teaser issue designed to entice you to hop on this big event, right? Mm-hmm. You, so you get three short stories in this, and then you get a whole bunch of extras showing you the checklist of all the issues you should buy and whatever. Right. Right. So actually not a bad idea to roll this out on free comic book day weekend. Oh, of course. Yeah. Makes sense. It's a smart buy. And 25 cents makes it appealing to anybody to pick it up and then hopefully you hook people into your big event. Mm-hmm. Not a bad idea by DC at all. No, definitely. At all. So the first story, Stephen, is written by Scott Snyder with the pencils and inks by Jim Cheung mm-hmm. and the colors by Tom Umori. Okay? Yes. And that one, you've got Amanda Waller going to meet the President of the United States in the Oval Office. She walks into the Oval Office, 
president's been knocked out. Secret Service has been knocked out. Lex Luthor's sitting at the president's desk, and he's surrounded by the Legion of Doom. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Luthor said, tells Brainiac, hook into uh, Amanda's mind force and get all the information that we need. He does that. We cut back to LexCorp building. Mercy is like, you really attacked the White House? What the hell, Lex? And he's like, yeah. And by the way, cancel all the meetings for the week. Let everybody know that they're fired. And if they don't get out of my building <laughs> the next five minutes, I'll personally kill them. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then Mercy goes, are you finally going to do it? Murder Superman? And Lex is like, please. I've learned that there are bigger things in the world than Superman. Mm. Then Brainiac teleports onto the scene. Right? We cut to Captain Adam leading a whole bunch of military helicopters. Yep. We cut back to Lex's office, and Brainiac is like, I don't know if it was wise uh, going to the White House and attacking the president because all their military forces are converging on your building right now. Mm-hmm. And Lex is like, look, I got a plan. Here, I'm the smartest man in the world. Check, look at my journal. Run your calculations. You'll see the full scope of my plan. You'll see how amazing it is. And Lex goes, all, everything I own is going to be sold and dismantled. Everything, his mm-hmm. fortune, his discoveries, his assets, all of them. And they'll all be distributed amongst all the villains of Earth, each villain getting exactly what they need to finally finish off their corresponding hero once and for all. Right. Right? Heroes won't know what hit him. Mm-hmm. And Brainiac's like, oh my God, this is amazing. The plan, this plan is amazing, but for the plan to work, you must. And Lex cuts him off. He goes, I know. This is the right way forward. For the first time, I believe in something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. Now get out of my office. I do this alone. Brainiac teleports away. We see Captain Adam outside of the window to Lex's office with a bunch of helicopters. Captain Adam's like, I'm here to take you in on, by any means necessary. If you don't surrender, we will kill you. And Lex goes, nope, you won't kill me, Captain Adam, because I'll do it myself. Clicks a little button on his watch. <laughs> blows up his entire floor of his building. That's the end of Chapter 1, Stephen. What would you think? Uh, Wow. Yeah, um, hell of an ending, isn't it? Yes, it is. Did not see that coming. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it makes it makes sense, given where they've taken the character, that he would do something like this. Because Lex Luthor He's is become not, more, not spiritual. Well, maybe spiritual is the right word to say. He's definitely bought into a greater cause than himself. Yeah. Scott Snyder has taken that character on a journey. Yes. And he has definitely grown from the... Very self-centered, egotistical character to one who sees that there is a much grander scheme than what he initially thought existed. Yes, he's he's become more of a zealot kind of character. Yes, for sure. Yes, and when you have those kind of characters, they will blow themselves up. They will blow themselves up. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I so, thought it was a good job with Lex, though. Yeah, I, I mean, thought it, so, too. It, it um, was the natural conclusion, I thought, the, the natural progression of his character to what Snyder's been doing over in Justice League. Yes, I agree. Right? Yeah. Okay. And I... What else? I'm trying to think. I mean, because... I mean, look, his plan is very... We've, we've seen this kind of plan yeah. done before. Yeah, no doubt. However, um, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. And especially with all of his resources, I think yes is very interesting. I Absolutely. like that. I like the the reference to because they're they're trying to. It's not just these three stories. There's other things going on. I like the little reference to to Bane and what's going on in Gotham. Correct. And um, which, I mean, for me personally, I think it's very interesting because in the big shot of the it's a one page thing of yeah. all the villains. They have Bane, the psycho pirate. 
and mm-hmm. then um, that the other one, Grim Knight. Uh, no, no, not the Grim Knight. It's that's uh, the come on. That's the Flashpoint Batman. That's the Flashpoint Batman. Thomas Wayne. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Thomas Wayne. Um, and well, I know he's been around, mm-hmm. but I had always thought because they brought they briefly brought the Flashpoint universe back for the Batman Flash crossover, right. the first one. Yeah, and it was it was hinted that that was because we're they were still doing the Rebirth storyline. Right, that it was Doctor Manhattan that brought it back. It was a, a trick to try to mm-hmm. maybe shake them out of wanting to be a hero or whatnot. To get out of his way, basically. Mm-hmm. And I thought when he popped up in the regular DC universe that maybe he had been like plucked out still to screw with Batman. But now, after having seen what power Lex Luthor has, mm-hmm. it's also possible that, well, maybe he could have found a way to get in there. And he, he was like a gift yes. to, to Bane to right. get rid of Batman. Um, so I'm, it's, ooh, it's exciting. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. It's a, it's a cool plan. It's a fun plan. It is. It should lead Definitely. to a, a lot of neat storylines. Yes. I totally agree. What do uh, you think of the artwork? Uh, uh Jim Chang is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've, nice I've always loved his art. Yep. Agreed. Um, not as much to do here, but no. you know, I liked it. Yep. I really, I still liked it. He, he brings a lot. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah. And I think this is a good hook ending, and I think this is a great teaser teaser story that mm-hmm. really gets readers excited to, if you've not been reading Justice League, to hop on. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Agreed. All right, next story, Stephen. Leviathan, written by Brian Bendis, art by Alex Maleve. Yes. Okay, well, in this one we start with Green Arrow and Batgirl in Seattle about to take down Merlin. And Merlin's like, guys, they're on a rooftop of a building. Merlin's like, get in this helicopter with me. Let's leave right now. We don't have time to fight. We don't have time to argue. I can't explain everything to you, but all our lives depend on us getting out of here right now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, our hero's like, we don't believe you. And then Batgirl's like, you know what? I don't know. I might actually believe him. And Merlin's like, you don't understand. We're in the middle of a royal flush. Right now, someone is taking down every institution and every organization. Mm-hmm. The League of Assassins have been taken out. Everyone's being taken out. They need to run right now. Get in the helicopter and run. And Batgirl's like, okay, well, let me handcuff you and let's get in the bat. Let's get in the helicopter. And then suddenly, oh no, that big giant robot appears that we've seen over in Action Comics. Right. From Leviathan. Mm-hmm. And blows up the roof of the building. Then we cut to Barbara waking up. She is tied up in a room. And Leviathan is in front of her. He's just some kind of masked character. We don't know who, he, who Leviathan is at this point. Sure. Just a masked character. And he goes, I'm not going to tell you who I am because we don't trust each other yet, but I'm here to offer you a complete and total do-over. Mm-hmm. It's not an offer that I'm making to Green Arrow, who, by the way, is in another room, and it's not an offer that I'm going to make to Batman. But I'm going to make it to you because you're different. You've been Batgirl. You've been Oracle. You've been different you know, code names. You've been a part of like every group possible, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Gotham PD, Batman Incorporated, Birds of Prey, blah, blah, blah. Right. The reason for this is because you, are, you understand that you, know, you really, truly want to change the world. Mm-hmm. And the last thing is, but have you? Nope. Because the fact is, all what you guys, what all you hear is doing, it's not working. Everything's staying the same, no matter how hard you try. So, I'm offering you a new pathway. Join me. And then we cut away before you hear her answer mm-hmm. to the Batcave. And Damien comes up to Batman and goes, "Hey, you ever know? You know that when you get that idea in your head, an idea in your head, that a detective's theory, and you can't shake it until you prove that it's wrong." Batman's like. And he goes, and, 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 and until then, it just keeps getting more and more real. Mm-hmm. Batman's like, yeah. 
It's like my life. And uh, Damien goes, well, I need you to help me prove that this new Leviathan threat isn't Red Hood of Gotham, your old partner, Jason Todd. Mm. End of chapter two. Steven, what'd you think? Um, well, I mean, I've, I've been fairly fascinated by this um, Leviathan story. I think it's, it's definitely one that, even though it feels more low-level, it right. really... Com- well, I guess compared to everything else, it is low level because this yeah, is yeah. about the world and there's the, the, the multiverse, there's the multiverse, <laughs> and all of creation entirety. Exactly. Yeah. So it's relatively low level. Yes. Um. And uh, okay, that uh, Bendis. Bendis is going to help Bendis. himself sometimes. He's going to Bendis, huh? Yes. I will say though that once you know we get to the word. The thing, the Leviathan thing attacks. Yes, I I thought the rest was 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 pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they're offering. If this is Leviathan, I don't I don't know. We don't know who it is. Well, yeah, true. Um, though I think if I remember the mask correctly, they showed a panel of that in the big scene in the last story where Bat, where Lex Luthor is talking about all the villains he's given the plans to. Yeah. There was one kind of in the center. Yeah. Of I didn't recognize. Yes. So I think that that's who this is. So it's probably yes. main bad guy. Yes. Um, so I like that he's recruiting Batgirl. Mm-hmm. I like that he's open to recruiting heroes in mm-hmm. general. I think that's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how this all ties into everything, but I'm, I'm interested to see what happens, for sure. And yep. usually, I mean, God, usually with Bendis stuff, yeah, you know, I uh, could, I could, I could die without seeing something. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, okay, right. well, I'm, I, I want to see what happens next. Yeah. And when he stays low to the ground, is usually more his strength anyway. Agreed. Yes. So I'm hoping that this is more. This is what this is going to be. Uh, agreed. You know? And as for the, as for the art. Alex Maleev is a to me is an acquired taste. I totally agree with you on that. And while there's some characters that he works better on, mm-hmm. I I wasn't a big fan of this. Me neither. Yeah. I'll start with the artwork first for going to the story. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you. The, I, he is definitely an, Maleev is, is an acquired taste, no doubt. Sometimes his art really really works, mm-hmm. and sometimes it does not. It does yeah. not work for me here in the least bit, mm-hmm. and I hate that we get the typical Bendis, just a panel of panel after panel of Barbara's face, literally unchanged. <laughs> it's just, it, I don't think Bendis understands how intensely boring that is. That's something you can do in a TV show mm-hmm. that works fine. Yeah. But in a comic, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so the art eh, is a bit, a bit of a miss for me. Yeah. The story... It's Bendis, so it's an eight-page story that really could have been delivered in four pages. Yeah, it's a lot of fluff because Bendis has to be has to fluff. He's got the fluff. He's got to give you unnecessary dialogue. He's got to be repetitious. He's mm-hmm. got to meander about. He can never just get to the damn point. So it's an eight eight-page story that's probably about four pages, five pages. I'd say five pages to be fair. Yeah. I do like Leviathan. I think it's a neat concept. It's a neat idea. What's mm-hmm. going on over Action Comics is interesting. The Royal Flush being something get, that is uh, uh, taking out every single organization across the world. It mm-hmm. is neat. Yeah. It is um, interesting. I like that Leviathan is recruiting heroes, like you said. So I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. I love that Bendis is weaving the Red Hood into the storyline. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because Red Hood's kind of been doing his own thing. Yeah. And I like for a big event that it's good to try to 
try to try to put your hand on every corner of the DCU for a big right. event. Mm-hmm. So it's good to try to pull Jason Todd into the storyline. This is a logical way to bring him in too, mm-hmm. without making it seem weird or forced. Yeah. And I've been liking Jason Todd. You've been liking Jason yes. Todd. So hey, bringing Jason Todd in the mix is always a good thing because he's like a he's like a stick of dynamite in any situation. Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I actually think Bendis, if Bendis is going to write his character, mm-hmm. well, I actually think Bendis could do a good job with Jason Todd. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he could. Last story. Yes. This one is brought to us by James Tinney IV doing the words, Francis Manipal doing the pencils, inks, and the color, Stephen. Manipal can do it all. He does it all. He's awesome. So, I guess I've tipped my hand about the artwork already. Anyhow, this is the Justice League in space. This takes place uh, right after the issue of Justice League that we're about to read, Stephen, that takes Mm -hmm. place in the sixth dimension. Yeah. They're at, they're at the edge of the universe where the source wall once was. The void is now eating, is now sucking in the edges of our universe yes. into the void and mm-hmm. destroying it, right? So the Just League is busy filling all these arcs, space arcs, with all the aliens who live in the Gorathian system. The Gorathian system being one of the oldest systems in the universe. Uh, one of the arcs starts to head t- straight toward the void. Superman punches a hole through the arc. Steven, <laughs> he punches a hole through the arc. Wouldn't this immediately make that arc, I don't know, go into like red alert and lose life support? It's a giant hole in a deep space. I found that a little curious. Mm-hmm. Finds out that uh, one of the aliens, a priest, is, is piling into the void because he says that uh, it's, this is, this, this is uh, mercy by killing everyone because it's futile to resist. Perpetua is going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And Superman's like, that's not mercy, it's fear. Ba-ba-bum, takes the guy out, guides the arc back into place, and then John goes, time for a psychic boardroom meeting. I love that, boardroom meetings. <laughs> so he flashed the psychic boardroom, Hawk, Girl, John Stewart, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, John Jones, and they decide, they're talking about Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. He's got something big going on, that the Legion of Doom has the winning hand right now back on Earth, mm-hmm. and that it's going to be hard to stop them. They can't communicate with their own galaxy until they get closer. And Batman's like, look, whatever's going on, we need to involve, we need to involve everyone we can recruit. Because mm-hmm. Lex is building his side, we need to build our side. Yes. Superman's like, so who do we call? Batman goes, we call everyone. Everyone. And <laughs> then we go to war. <laughs> so Batman. And of course, Steven, you get the big double play splash out of like, I mean, what? It's every member of basically every Justice League, like Justice League Odyssey, Justice League Dark, Justice League... You know, regular Justice League, yeah. <laughs> uh, team, uh, uh, the, the Titans, yep. uh, the Terrifics, and then a few other odds and ends characters in mm-hmm. there. But front and center, Stephen, just so you know, front and center is crypto. Yes. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. And then we cut back to the Legion of Doom. Perpetua breaks free of her little containment tube. She's now at full power. Yeah. She is ready to roll. And she's... Um, Knows some of the, she says, she knows some of the villains she'll be working with, like the Legion of Doom, and others she doesn't know, like the Batman who laughs. Uh, but in the end, everyone's going to evolve and change. And then she goes, just like her chosen son is changing. You gotta remember now, her original sons, her three actual sons, betrayed her, mm-hmm. right? And she, did, this is interesting, Steve, what I like about it, she didn't choose her sons. Yeah. They were the source chooses, assigned her her role. Yeah. The source assigned her the sons mm-hmm. to fill their role. It's all driven by a higher power. Yes. However, this son, she's chosen of her own free will. Mm-hmm. So this is truly her son in her eyes. 
Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. More motherly with this son. Of course. And who is her son? Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, snap. And he's like in, the, like, in those like, like liquid oh, bath tube thingies, you know. Yeah. And he's kind of like green liquidy <laughs> hue to it. And she's like, Lex, let yourself become what you're always meant to be, something beautiful. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Steven, the third story, what you think? Uh, well, it is kind of a spoiler to the Justice League story that they've got going on right now. It is. It is. But they escape. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, that's not really a criticism. That's just no, that's no. just bad timing. Yes, that is bad timing. Um, I I really like this one as well. Me, me too. I mean, you get to. I mean, is you see the Justice League in action at first? So that's always Yay. that's always that's always nice. Yep. Um, you get a good level of the threat, mm-hmm. which for something that's supposed to hook people is good. Yes. Very good. Yep. I liked the, um, you know, the psychic boardroom is always. That's fun. It's a cool concept. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I, I like, I like the ending. I like that once again, it ties into other things that are going on because it has the, she says, oh, well, I know some of these villains and then some I don't. And it shows the Batman who laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting in itself because what shouldn't she know? Shouldn't she recognize a being from the dark multiverse or whatever? Right. But, um, and the, the thing with Lex, of course I knew he wasn't going to be dead for good, of course. but to be able, but to coming back like that is very interesting to Absolutely. me because I mean, what is he going to come back as? Is Here's he... my guess, Steven. Yes. Here's Tell my me. guess. Uh-huh. So the water is, has a green hue to it. Yes. And we've already been told how mm-hmm. there was a, that that Perpetua created human Martian hybrid warriors that were perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And we learned that John, Martian Manhunter, and Lex have known us, known each other since they were little kids, yes, and had formed a friendship. Mm-hmm. And that Lex's dad was part of creating these hybrids. Yep. So Green Water is she making Lex a human Martian hybrid? That's what I think. Yeah. Right? I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we've already had John kind of connect with Lex over Martian culture yes. and the concept of Cheyenne, yeah. which is uh, shame, ba- I sh- think. shame. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and and Lex really actually becoming quite moved by that Martian concept and, mm-hmm. and actually practicing it on his own when he goes back to Legion of Doom. Right. So what do you think? Human Lex being a human Martian hybrid? Yes, I think that's um, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the that's the that's the that's the most logical way to go. I mean you can't make him into a monitor. Right. So Right. <laughs> Super cool though, isn't it? Yes. It is. I agree. I think this is a great job. Again, just pulling in pulling expanding the the building off of what Snyder and Tenney have done on Justice League, mm-hmm. pulling in the Batman franchise with Batman who who laughs? Mm-hmm. This is a good, good way to continue to tease the right. reader about what's coming up and to get you excited. Mm-hmm. And the art is Francis Manipal. I, I love his oh, art. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, I adore it. Yeah, the guy can fantastic. do it all. Fantastic. Yeah, he can do it all. So there you go, Stephen. That's it. That's the issue as a whole. Uh-huh. Um, uh, before you give me your grade, the purpose of this issue obviously is a twenty-five cent issue coming out on Free Comic Book Day. The purpose of this is to get you to want to buy the villain, the big year, the villain, uh, big event. Mm-hmm. Uh, that comes out this summer, and it's a lot, Stephen. It's it's a lot of comics. I mean, it runs through action, yeah. Aquaman, Batgirl, Batman, I mean, Catwoman, mm-hmm. Aquaman. It's every single yeah, comic. there's a lot of them. It's yeah. every single comic, just mm-hmm. about. It's it's a huge, big event touching yes. all over the DCU. So the main point is to try to get people to buy it. Did it work for you? Did it pique your interest? Did it get you excited for this big event? Did it get you wanting to come back for more in July when this big event hits all the various comics? Yes. 
I agree with you too. It got me excited. <laughs> I will probably pick up and read a few issues that I don't normally read because of it. Sure. Yeah. I will. So that, that's a success. I think oh, they yeah. really did a good job marketing this big event. Yes. Honestly, Stephen, a 25 cent issue like this might be something that Marvel and DC should do more often for their big events. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, I would agree. So this was a really good marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you grade out DC's Year of the Villain special number one? Um, well, the only weak spots to me were the points and bendises, but I ultimately still Agreed. like that one more than I didn't. So Agreed. I'll give it overall, I'll give it, uh, for the writing, I'll give it a seven. Mm-hmm. And once again, the the art, and that one was a l- was weak for me, but the other ones were great. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do seven seven. I'm I'm the same. I'm gonna do seven night girls out of ten for the art. Seven night girls out of ten for the writing. The same, mm-hmm. For the same reasons you said, honestly, yeah. the the weakest one was the Benda story for the writing. Mm-hmm. So it pulls down the other two a little bit. It was sure. still okay, but it pulls yeah. down a little bit. And the art, the Molly's art was the weakest of the three to me. So it pulls down just a tiny bit. So seven, I think is fair. Seven night girls out of ten. Yeah. All right, my friend. Just League twenty three. This issue is brought to us. The words by Scott Snyder. Oh, sorry. The plot is Scott Snyder and Jorge Jimenez. Yes. The words are Scott Snyder. The art, pencils and inks, Jorge Jimenez, and the colors by Alejandro Sanchez. We begin, Stephen, with a little flashback to Clark teaching John how to create a fire, create Mm -hmm. fire using sticks like he's a Boy Scout instead Mm -hmm. of using his heat vision. And he's like, this is dumb. Clark's (laughs) like, yeah. That's what I told my dad when he tried to teach me this. But, you know, the fact is, we light lanterns this way on this night to remember those from Smallville lost in the Great War. Yeah. Ooh, wow. the Great War. There a long you go. Time ago. Yeah, it was. That's a good callback, huh? And um, it's a tradition, and tradition is something that links us through time. Stephen, concept of tradition, the concept of time mm-hmm. plays a role throughout this entire issue. This is what Snyder yep. does. The, Stephen, I'm t- how many other writers writing comic books right now for Marvel and DC? Employ consistently employ a theme that they run throughout the throughout the issue. Um, I would have I would have to think about it very very hard. Yeah, I mean, right now, <laughs> just as we're talking. Yeah, I can't. Think nobody of else it. comes to my mind right no. now. But Snyder makes a pat. He this is what he, Stephen. This is what he mm-hmm. does. He picks themes and he will run that theme the all throughout theme. the issue. Yep. That's the sign of good writing. Yes, it's just, it's just next level writing. Yeah, just is because most will go through the entire arc. Thank you. And not just do the issue. Which, Bingo. I mean, that's that's fine, too. True. And it works, obviously. True. But, you know, this is like, this is like really special care that he yes. gives all of them. That they all stand out because of different themes and whatnot. Thank you. Um, so, anyhow, he we then uh, cut to Superman on the planet. The, the planet's mm-hmm. been trapped on. Yeah. The barren planet. And you see the sun way in the distance. And Superman's like, you know what? I got to make a run for it. Uh, he goes... If, I, if he, he's only got one chance to mm-hmm. reach that light, if he doesn't reach it, he's going to die. Yeah. But he will get up. He will win. He will add that star to his constellation. It is tradition. He is tradition. Mm-hmm. Steven, I got to hit the pause button. That, again, the care that Snyder, again, he's, he talked about tradition in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it links us together. And he brings it up that Superman himself is tradition. Yeah. There's, Snyder's now writing on many levels. Mm-hmm. Superman himself in the in the story, he himself in the story, Clark represents um, a past way of life. Mm-hmm. One that probably doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Small town Americana. We yeah. like to think about it. Yeah. 
It's like what it's like when you walk down Main Street in, in the Magic Kingdom. It's what you think about, but it doesn't really <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah. Right? That's what Superman embodies. Mm-hmm. And he's there to try to bring that to the rest of the heroes. Right? But on another level, Superman is, he says, he is tradition. Mm-hmm. The character of Superman to us in the comic book industry, mm-hmm. he is tradition. He is the most iconic character. Yep. He is unabashedly not modern. No. Critics often say that he doesn't work anymore because he's not modern. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because he clearly is a character from a different time period. Mm-hmm. Right? But he is the template. For, he is the first superhero. He is the genesis. Mm-hmm. He is the standard. Yeah. Okay? And he is he is not modern. No. And he is out of step with current modern, I don't know, values, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't work with modern society. No. And this works on multiple levers saying that, mm-hmm. yeah, Superman isn't modern like Batman, but he's tradition. Yes. And Superman, the character to comic book readers, mm-hmm. links us together through the time of history of comics from 1939 to now. What links us together as readers, young, old, middle-aged, whatever time period you like the most, silver, bronze, modern, mm-hmm. golden, yep. he's the link that links us all together. That's next level writing, That's Stephen. right. Mm-hmm. That's next level writing. Yes. How often do you get that <laughs> in superhero comic? I just I, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but he never detracts you from the story. It's no. it's there for you. It's there for the reader mm-hmm. to pick up on it. Yep. And get that extra meaning out of it. That's not by mistake though. No. That is not by mistake. Mm-mm. Um so then he blasts off, does the up up and away. Mm-hmm. I just I <laughs> mm. and I'm not even the biggest Superman fan, as you know. Oh, and I I'm know. and, and, and yeah. I'm like because <laughs> you got to give respect where respect is due. Yes. So he t- leaps off, and then the dialogue says, you know, Superman goes off and then says, uh, the planet shatters behind him, the fourth dimension is time, and the Justice League is fast running out of us. Now, continuing the theme of time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Time. Uh, and we go to future apocalypse. Our heroes are trapped. They're captured by Lois Lane. They're like, why are you doing this, Lois? Lois is like, shut up. Throws them in their jail cell. Mm-hmm. She goes, let me tell you what. I'm from, uh, she's from, she's born on one of the earliest, um, the World Forge's earliest attempts at a justice formation. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I've watched countless ver- countless universe die, and they always die because of Superman. Because Clark will never see the truth, because, and because of him, he we always die. Mm-hmm. And every time Clark stands up against us, my son joins him. Mm-hmm. Which is, oh, Steve is like, because mm, yeah. Clark and John are just, yeah. Oh, oh, and so, and <laughs> and her son dies with Clark mm-hmm. every time, and she's like, I "Can't do it anymore. I can't lose him again." And I'm also, you know, I may be an idealist, but I'm also I, idealist, but I'm also daughter of a general, and we need to win this war. Mm-hmm. Takes off. Got to pause it again. This is good writing by Snyder on Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool is Lois is coming across like this badass general, right? How do you make this work? How do you make this consistent with her character? She's a reporter, mm-hmm. right? How do you make a reporter character into a badass general? Well, it makes sense. A, my dad was a general. Yeah. Don't forget that. My dad was a general. So I, I may be a reporter, but I was raised by a general. Yeah. There's that. Two, the real, the real motivation for her to do what she's doing is because she's a mom. Because mm-hmm. yeah. she's a mom. What 
mother wouldn't do that mm-hmm. for her child, yeah. for her son. I tell you, and the and I like that it's mom and a son mm-hmm. because I mean, of course, parents love all their kids, and, but there's a different dynamic between a mom and a son than a mom and a daughter. Mm-hmm. Just like there's a different dynamic between a father and a son, and a father and a daughter. Right. There's less conflict when it's not the same sex <laughs> between the parent, you know, between the child and the parent. Right. Right. Just how it's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, what mother wouldn't do that for her son? Mm-hmm. What mother wouldn't transform herself into? What mother wouldn't kill? What mother wouldn't lift a car into the air mm-hmm. to save her son? Perfect motivation. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't come across as just, you know, strong female TM. <laughs> right? <laughs> she doesn't. You're like, yeah. <laughs> that was perfectly timed. <laughs> she doesn't. She comes across as a real character, a mm-hmm. mom. A mom who is willing to go to war so she doesn't have to see her son die again. Again, Stephen, this, yeah. this is just this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal writing, phenomenal. Yeah, that's how you do the motivation to do something like this to give you such a radically different kind of version of a character. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Think. So then we cut back to the Wolf Forger. He's telling Batman, "Hey, oh, oh sorry, we noticed before we cut away. We noticed the heroes in the jail cell and Flash. I like this. Flash is like, man, no cell, no cell can hold us. After all." We have a Batman. <laughs> nice, lo- nice playoff that we have a Hulk line. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a Batman, and then Flash looks around and goes, "Wait, where's Batman?" <laughs> then we cut to World Forger talking to Batman. Batman stayed behind. World Forger's like, "Look, being a leader's hard, but you know what you got to do." He goes, "Right now, Mixelplex is undoing the reality on Earth, mm-hmm. right? And once he undoes the fabric of things on Earth, the Crisis Anvil will appear before World Forger." Mm-hmm. And his hammer will light, and he will strike <laughs> the crisis anvil, and a and then this universe will descend upon the vanished current universe, mm-hmm. and the life energy of those who have a place here will be transferred to their future counterparts, and we're and he's hoping that the judges from the the source mm-hmm. will. Not notice that the time the time missing from the multi from our multiverse, so we can fool them into thinking that we have evolved to this form naturally, mm-hmm. and therefore we will have assume, we will we will have assumed the justice formation, yeah, and we will be saved, mm-hmm. right? So we're all on the same page. We got that right, right? Snyder's good job explaining <laughs> it, and again, time, time missing, theme of time, it runs through the whole thing. So Batman's like, what about Superman? Will Forge's like, well, see the suns around him. The little plant where he's trapped, you got to move the suns away. Mm-hmm. And Batman's like, well, he'll die. And he's like, well, the cool thing is Superman's special. The cell, his cell retains energy. His cells retain energy after he dies. I'll be able to take his life force into my future Superman, yeah. the sixth dimension Superman, put it in there, and his essence will live on inside of the sixth dimension Superman. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to the Justice League trying to break out of their cell. It's not working. Then we see that Shane hit along with them. Mm-hmm. He used his mental power so the lowest center people couldn't see him, right? Yeah. And John's like, listen, you got to focus on an emotion and break us out of here. And so he focuses on anger. A- anger. Jesus. He focuses on anger. <laughs> anger that um, they, they what, what they've done to all the people who they punished yeah. in achieving this perfect society. He's like, this is, we punish these people and it's not justice. And boom, explodes the cell door. But unfortunately, even he explodes the cell doors to everyone 
there. Mm-hmm. So all the villains are loose now. Yeah. Like, all the villains. And they're like, ooh, well, look what we have here. And the Justice League is like, oh, crap. And they start running. <laughs> and Shane's like, look, go to the transport pad. There's a ship there. We can hop on and go. Well, they get to the transport pad. There's no ship, Steven. And now they're surrounded by the bad guys. Yeah. And then out of nowhere comes a spaceship. The bay doors open on the spaceship, and it's old Sinestro, old Cheetah, old Gorilla Grodd. That's right, Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. And they're like, get aboard if you want to yeah. live. <laughs> and our heroes are like, what? And they're like, okay, fine. So our heroes jump aboard the ship because they have no choice. They yeah. take off. And the Legion of Doom tell the pilot. We don't see the pilot. They tell the pilot, all right, get us out of here. Mm-hmm. Take us back to the World Forger. And the pilot goes, Roger. And the Justice Leaguers go, wait, I recognize that voice. Who's flying this thing? And the voice goes, it's simple. Dark side is. <laughs> and you see it's Dark Side driving the ship. And you're like, oh, no. And, of course, the use of Dark Side is. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, that was a good moment, wasn't it? Yeah. It was also funny because, oh, well, who's driving? Well, Dark Side is. Yeah. But it's Dark Side is. Right, right. <laughs> Again, genius use of the yes. line Dark Side is. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. Brilliant. Wait, who, who's on the other line? Dark side is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Right, got it. No problem. Um, we got back to the World Forger and Batman, and Batman's like, my whole life has been come to this decision, hasn't it? World Forger's like, yep, you got to choose now. Mm-hmm. And so Batman goes, will it happen fast? And Forger goes, yes, it will. And Batman goes, I'm so sorry, Clark. I wish there was so much I could tell you, so much to say, but there's no time for anything except goodbye and he turns the suns away and you come back to Superman he's flying he's about to get to the sun and then suddenly just disappears and Superman is trapped in pitch darkness Mm -hmm. end of issue Steven just League 23 what'd you think Batman is the worst friend ever he (laughs) really is the worst friend isn't he he is not a friend you want to have ever god he's the worst (laughs) (laughs) yeah um well, I mean, okay, so obviously we know they get out because... Because we read villain. You're the Villain. <laughs> yeah, it even says, this is after the Sixth Dimension story. Okay. But cool. But um, <laughs> I'm, I... I don't, I don't know how he does it, personally. I know. I, I it's can't, awesome. I can't possibly fathom yep. how he's able to not just keep the, the main engine going all this time, but to... Key, like you said, all the themes going. Put so much craft and yeah. attention to detail and care in each individual issue for the mm-hmm. little stuff. The little stuff that you yeah. could mail in easily. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, you know the guy, he's got his hands in everything. Yep. So the fact that he still has the time and the care mm-hmm. to still do that, like, it must just come naturally. It, well, it it that, that's natural just, talent, yeah. Yeah. And, um, the I mean, I personally enjoy this because... They finally, they didn't finally, but they gave, they gave my man his his due. They gave Superman his due, no doubt about it. They did, and he, I, it's just such a, I mean, because they talk about it, of course. We're like, sure. you know, he, he, he refuses to to give up. He, that he doesn't believe, he doesn't see the truth that this is what we have to do, and well, he's say, always the one who ruins it for they, everyone else. Well, they they had when when the Just Leaguers in the jail, the Hawk Girl points out that that. John is the heart, Diana is the clarity, Clark is the hope, Bruce is the mind. Mm-hmm. And that hope is what makes Superman exactly Superman tend to yeah. <laughs> believe the happy ending is always there. Yes. Right. And um, and I was speaking of the other Justice Leaguers, I like that they're starting to 
I mean, we already know Batman how he feels about it, right? But I like that they're all they're starting to to doubt the yes. their we can't do this. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, is it really wrong if mm-hmm. the alternative is the destruction of everything? Right. Um, it's it, this just reminds me so much of Hickman's Avengers mm-hmm. where, you know, they had the the line in the sand, yep. but they had to cross it multiple times because, you know, what is, what are we, what's going to happen if we're here and it's like, Oh, you know, this is the, the right thing. And it's, it, sorry, like not everything in life comes out to such an easy black or white answer right. now because the superhero comics, I believe it will sure. they'll find a way. Right. And, um, and of course, I'm sure Superman will be the one leading that charge. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I got to well, first I mean and um and I love the art as well. I thought it was um I thought it was yeah, I thought it was really good. I like the the you know, just the way it all makes everything look. Like mm-hmm. Apocalypse still looks like a a disaster. Yes. Um, I, lo- I love the way Darkseid looks. Yeah, he looks great. He looks great. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, of course, with the, the stuff of the Legion of Doom, I thought was really was really yep. cool. That was a nice twist. Yeah, great plot twist. And um, <laughs> you get you get two, you get, I would say you get three great plot twists. The first yeah. is the Legion of Doom rescuing them, mm-hmm. the Just Leaguers. The yeah. second is Darkseid driving the... Yeah, driving the, the ship. ship. <laughs> and the third is Batman turning the suns away from Superman. Yeah. So they're your three big plot twists. Mm-hmm. And um and I like the moment with um with with Shane when he frees them from the yes. from the prison where he he says that, you know, the the people who sided with Doom, mm-hmm. like even the villains, they weren't like maybe they had he's suggesting that maybe they had been misguided. That they he said they were truly, scared and they were yeah. sorry. Yeah, and that they just locked them up or killed them anyway. Right. And and the, of course the the line I I have to read it like and this isn't justice. Yes. And, ah. But even like thinking, of course it's big, so you have to say it big. Sure. It it's true. Mm-hmm. That's not the right thing to do. Right. And uh, I love how I hope he kind of sticks around. I find this person very interesting because he's super powerful mm-hmm. just for being a little kid mm-hmm. and. I well, I want to see the Martian Manhunter be a, a dad again because he, mm-hmm. he kind of like deserves a win, you know. <laughs> he has a <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, <laughs> sure, true. And I just, I don't know. I can't think of anything that I didn't like. There is I'm nothing I didn't like. I'm with you, man. I also like that. Uh, I like that Snyder has a point uh, making a has the Wolf Forger make the point that it always comes down to Superman versus Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the end of everything, it always comes down to the two of them. Mm-hmm. In the end, uh, he makes a point. Fact, that's why both of them have fifth dimensional imps. Yep. Because they are the they're they're the core, they're the essence of mm-hmm. every of everything. Right. And I I like that I like that uh I like that and I like how Will Forger explains it as the battle between Batman and Superman is the battle between the will to win and faith. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, Batman is the will to win. Yeah. Superman's faith. Like that's interesting. Yeah. Thought about that really, but yeah, he Batman is will to win. It's like, yeah, that's that's good. That's good insight yeah. by Snyder. But I like. I just like the idea that in the end, in the DCU, no matter what history, no matter what alternate history, no matter what reality, no matter what universe, no matter what cosmic event, it always comes down to Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. I think 
that just makes me happy. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I just, I, I just think that that's how it should be. <laughs> it's just something that I think Frank Miller really, yeah, started. Oh yeah, I think and so. And it works. It does. Um, I do think they're building up to this is the one where it's not going to end that way. Correct. Because, I mean, this is the... I, I, I just get that feeling mm-hmm. because because obviously Batman doesn't want to kill Superman. Right, clearly. And I still think that he... I mean, this well, isn't written by Frank Miller for crying out loud. True. <laughs> true. Now, what would be very interesting is if something else happens to save Superman and not Batman right. doing something. It should be consistent had, with his. It would. It would also have to. He'd have to to reckon with that fact that he almost crossed the line and killed somebody. It'd be great if Batman doesn't even tell anyone. That'd be yeah. even better. Mm-hmm. It's so Batman, <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> <He's> yeah, a- yeah. <laughs> I also have to say what makes <laughs> I, I really enjoy about Scott Snyder's Justice League, Stephen, yeah. is that he he gets what makes this team better than any other superhero team mm-hmm. by giving by saying that. So the Justice League. <laughs> Every superhero team is basically a roster. Yeah. It's a roster of a, a collection of characters, right? Yeah. Or it's a family, Fantastic Four. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. The Justice League is an actual organism. Mm-hmm. It's an actual breathing, right. living organism. And I think the lines of John being John being the the heart. The heart, yeah. Uh, Diana being the clarity. Mm-hmm. Batman being being the brain and Superman being the hope. Yeah, it makes the Justice League a living, breathing organism rather than just a superhero team. Yep, that somehow these characters all combine into one super being. Yeah, <laughs> you know, almost like uh, you know, like a Power Rangers. Yeah. You know, they all combine <laughs> into one super being. It's greater <laughs> than the individual parts. Yes, you don't see that in other superhero teams mm-hmm. to that level. It's just no. a neat way to look at the team. Yeah, it I is. thought it's just Snyder being Snyder. Yeah, <laughs> and that reminds me again of um, I and these comparisons are not to diminish what Scott Snyder's doing, but the in Hickman's Avengers he had the Avengers machine, or everybody was a part. Yeah, in the in the, a cog in the machine, mm-hmm. and I like that this is like like you said, like a real. This is more organic. Organic. Yes. Yep. And, I, and that's that is such a. That's such a stark reminder of what's different between the two. Companies. Agreed. Agreed. I and love it. Jorge Jimenez's artwork. It. You know, I'm with you, Stephen. There are some scenes like when the Legion of Doom appear. They mm-hmm. look cool. Dark side looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get scenes like when yeah. they're running away from the villains, and it just looks really sloppy and <laughs> rushed and lacks detail. And yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, the uh, arts. I do agree with that. I think it's it's real up and down for me. Yeah, it's up. And, I do. I will say that maybe the reason I'm giving it more of a pass is yeah. because um, I read another title <laughs> before, before I picked this one up, and um, it's it, it. You are correct because there's a lot that's sloppy. I mean that that panel layout is not bad. I like the way that that looks. Right, right, right. but. I think it's just something. Maybe it's maybe it's the colors that make it still kind of yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Um. It's so yeah. It's not. It's not great all the way through. Mm. But to me, it was never like bad. Right. 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 It was just yeah. Like, no. No. Oh, not bad. Okay. I see where we were kind of maybe a little rushed. Press for so time. Maybe. Yeah. So uh, how do you grade out Justice League number twenty three? Um. 
I give I give the writing a nine. I mm-hmm. thought not just because of the Superman moment, <laughs> very very warm and tingly inside. Yes, but I he's Scott Snyder is amazing. Yep. Um, the art I'll give the art I give the art a six. Damn it, Stephen! Mm. Damn it, Stephen! I hate you. Why are you in my head? I was gonna give the writing nine night girls out of ten. I knew we were gonna agree on the writing. Yeah. I thought for sure you were going to come higher because I was going to do six Night Girls out of ten for the artwork. All right, fine. Once again. It's the better side of me of average. Yeah, I agree. Oh, no, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, my friend. Deceased number one. Okay, we may disagree on this one. I don't know. It okay. ends here, Steven. <laughs> so says the comic. I don't See, I don't get that because everywhere else is marketing it as, oh, this is some, it's almost like an Elseworlds. Right. Except for the actual comic book. Yes. Because you have no idea. <laughs> You have no. This isn't Elseworlds, though, is it? Um, is it Elseworlds? They don't tell they you. Don't say it's Elseworlds, but they even. But in the interviews, it's an alternate version of the DC universe. Cool. It, it, well, yeah, they, it clearly is. They just yeah. don't. They don't. They don't specifically they don't just, tell you like, hey, this is. They don't fess up right, and tell you right, right out the gate. <laughs> so yeah, you begin with. Uh, it's it's the gross New Fifty Two Justice League when they defeat Thanos. Up uh, the Thanos. Whoa. When they defeat Darkseid. <laughs> Steven just shot wow. me some serious side eye when <laughs> they defeat Darkseid. Kirby created Darkseid first. Wow. Uh, <laughs> They're defeating Apocalypse. Oh, wait, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, yes, this is when the New 52 uh, defeated Darkseid. Darkseid. Yeah. <laughs> um, the words, Steven, sorry. The words, Tom, Tom Taylor. Yeah. The art by Trevor Hare. Harrison and Stefano <laughs> Guadiano and James Heron. That's real artwork by committee, Stephen. Yeah. Colors by Rain Barreto. So anyhow, this takes place right after the war between the Justice League and Darkseid during the New 52 run of Justice League. Yes? I'm right. I'm placing it correct, aren't I? Because I didn't read the New 52. Um, I mean, the, uh, but because cause the lineup is different. Yeah, that's the New 52 Justice that League. looks. I mean, the Black Lightning wasn't on the New Fifty Two, and neither Ooh. was um, oh, Hawk yeah, Girl. Right. Or, I think it's just a random. So it's just a random lineup of Justice okay. Leaguers. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, just they've got the Golden Lasso on Dark Side, and, they, and one of them's like, "You need to." The, la- the Lasso of Truth compels you to leave and not return. And mm-hmm. Dark Side just whips off the Lasso, like, "Get that out of here!" And he's yeah. like, "I won't return, but the truth is, I already came when I." I already got what I came for. He disappears. Yeah. And they're all like, what? And Batman's like, mm, Cyborg is missing. And uh, my little tracer says that he's not on Metropolis, not on Earth. And they're like, whoa, whoa hold, hold on. Are you tracking all of us? Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, just Cyborg. Because he's got, you know, he's got a, a, a apocalypse technology in him. Come on, you can't let that walking around Earth yeah. without tracking it. <laughs> and they're like, do you track Superman? And he's like, mm, no. And they're like, wait a minute. That pause is a little concerning. <laughs> Anyhow, he's like, look. He's not on Earth. Little tracers up to like good for up to like two light years. So anyhow, we cut to Apocalypse. We see Desaad. Does not look like Desaad. Does no. not look like any version of Desaad I've ever seen, Stephen. No, <laughs> at all. He has Cyborg spiked to a table. Yeah. Oh dear. And he evidently Darkseid has half of the anti-life equation, mm-hmm. and the other half of the anti-life equation is locked inside of Cyborg. Hmm. Mm. And then Darkseid walks in the room with a mother box in his hand, ping it away. Mm-hmm. You know, if you uh, tweet mother box, uh, you'll get a mother box to ping you. 
Really? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, cool. uh, you know, Cyborg whips out some witty banter about Darkseid hanging out in the hallway, getting ready to make his uh, dramatic entrance, and Darkseid's like, remove his tongue, and whoop, they slice out his tongue. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so now Cyborg has no tongue and proceeds just to go... I mean, mm-hmm. wow, this took a turn, Steven. Yeah. And so Darkseid uses the mother box to rip the other half of the anti-life equation out of Cyborg. This then summons the death, which comes in the form of the uh, new god called the Black Racer. Yeah. Appears on the scene, and Darkseid grabs his <laughs> by the neck, and Dasad <laughs> spikes the Black Racer, and... Between the Black Racer and what's inside of Cyborg, Darkseid's able to slurp up the other half of the anti-life equation. Mm. So now he has the anti-life equation, and evidently uh, things don't go as planned because he can't handle it. Right. And so he starts clawing away at his head, and then he kills the Black Racer. Mm -hmm. And then Darkseid, still clawing at his head, jumps into the fire pits of Apocalypse, and lets out all of his explosion and Desaad goes, no, Darkseid is. And then you see the, all the apocalypse blowing up because of Darkseid's energy mm-hmm. and it says Darkseid was. <laughs> and then we see Cyborg landing, tra- teleporting back to Earth. How'd he pull that off? I We're not told that. I didn't miss something, did I? No, I don't think so. Didn't... No, Desaad, Desaad did it. Yeah. So Desaad the is evidently immune to the disease. So evidently this anti-life equation, Desaad's immune to it because he's a torturer. I don't know. We don't know. And he decided to send Cyborg away from Apocalypse. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, but unfortunately he didn't do it fast enough. So Cyborg is also infected with the new anti-life equation right. that is possessed. Dark side that led him to destroy New Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So we land on. So Cyborg teleports back to Metropolis and Earth, and immediately people start taking cell phone pictures of him. And he's like, because he's got no tongue. Yeah, gross. Yeah, and people are taking pictures of him. And guess what? The anti-life equation is a techno-organic virus that spreads through technology. Mm-hmm. It spreads through social media. And and so, you know, it specifically spreads through social media. So it attacks through social media, and so, so the disease uh, bridges the digital divide with biology, you know, biological people and the affected minds who see the images, right? Mm-hmm. So if you read a tweet or video or whatever, you get that message. You get the right. anti-life equation. Stephen, I gotta hit the pause button. Right. I think this is brilliant by Tom Taylor mm-hmm. to use social media as the means to spread a virus <laughs> yeah. that makes everyone go insane and, and, and turn into like, not a zombie, yeah. but you know, whatever to yeah. be an infected monster mm-hmm. because social media is awful. I think this is perfect. Mm-hmm. This, could you think of a better way to do it? I thought that was brilliant. Oh. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I'm like, yes. What is the most toxic thing in the world? Social media. Yep. That's how you would spread something disgusting. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the whole world now succumbs to it. Basically. Yep. Anybody with a screen now has the anti-life equation disease. 
and we see uh, Superman shocked at what's going on. We cut back to Lois Lane and, and Clark Kent's home. John and Damien are playing video games. The phone, uh, they're looking for uh, uh, Lois's phone. Before John can get the phone, Superman comes in the room and zaps with his heat vision, destroying it, and then zaps the TV that they're playing video games with and says, don't look at any screens. Right. And we cut to Batman, looking at all the screens in the world of the Batcomputer. <laughs> and the, the Batcomputer, of course, is like, virus is quarantined, firewalls are in place, we're fine, of course. He then checks out, you know, what's going on with the antivirus. And basically something like 600 million people have already been infected worldwide, just like that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, I got a d- disabled connection to the house. So he orders the EMP to poof, take out the mansion so it's protected as well. So mm-hmm. there we go. And then Superman, and we come back to Superman and Lois and Damien and John. They're like, the world's ending. What are we going to do? And then we come back to Batman walking through the bat. Manor, the Wayne mm-hmm. Manor, and he's looking for Alfred. He finds Alfred, and unfortunately, Alfred is trying to fight off Nightwing, who is already infected by the anti-life equation. Yeah. And then we see uh, uh, Robin, uh, Tim Drake, mm-hmm. infected by the disease as well. Yeah. And both infected Nightwing and infected Robin are attacking Batman, and Batman tells Alfred to run, and you see Nightwing biting Batman's neck, and that's the end of the issue. Mm-hmm. So, Stephen, deceased number one. What'd you think? Um, I mean, it, it's fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Me, it's a comic. Me and and zombie stories. I just it's just not really my thing. I'm with you, Stephen. I do not like yeah. zombie stories either. Yeah, I don't like zombies. I think they're lame. I think they're boring. <laughs> Yeah. These, I don't know. What, These aren't really they're zombies, not zombies, though. though. Yeah. They're it's more like they're infected. They're infected by a virus that yeah. makes them act like murderous creatures. Mm-hmm. But they're not zombies. So when they get bitten at the end, I'm like, well, does that mean you become? I couldn't tell if that could transfer the disease as well, or it had to be transferred to their screen only. Um, I'm not sure. It wasn't clear on that. Yeah, and it, because the la- well, it clearly drives people crazy. But usually, when you're a zombie, you don't attack your other people. You right. just like other zombies. Yeah, zombies don't attack kinda, zombies. Yeah, you, don't, just you just shuffle around like or, idiots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're right. So they're not zombies, and they're all attacking each other. They're just infected by yeah, the this it's like rage just, virus. They've just gone crazy. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um. It's like humans have turned feral, not zombies. They just right. turned. They've lost all sense of. It's kind of like crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like yeah. crossed. I think that's the best explanation. It's like crossed. Yeah, that's what I think. Two. I didn't like crossed either. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, uh, for what it is, um, because I've somehow seen a lot of zombie movies, even though I don't like them that much. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's it's okay. It's not it's not anything all that special. No. Um, no. <laughs> it's not. No. It's because uh, I just you don't get a real um, feel for like I mean you get the, the the social media thing and they tell you yes but you don't really see it no so like it's not like when 
I sat down and I watched the World War Z with Brad Pitt, and you mm-hmm. see like zombies literally piling over each other trying to climb the wall mm-hmm. in Jerusalem or whatnot. That's a oh crap! That's a it's a lot of zombies. Yes. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. The first of all, the fact that it's an other Elseworlds ish title immediately. Like, okay. Right. I kind of, it's not that it's completely saps my interest because there's lots of great Elseworlds sure, stories. Sure, sure. But I'm just like, okay, well, you really have to make me care. Right. Really invested to, to get into this. And I just don't think it did that good of a job of it. No, it's, I, it feels like the first 10, 15 minutes of any zombie movie. And those to me are just not, that's not, those aren't the more interesting bits. It's what you do after if it's interesting. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, Stephen, I think the only thing that I thought was uh, new, different, interesting, creative was that it's a disease that spreads through social media. Yeah. That's it, Stephen, though. Mm-hmm. That, that's literally it. Yeah. Past that, I'm done. Everything else seems mm. pretty, um, I hate it's, to say it, yeah. pretty standard issue. It is standard, yeah. That's you've you've seen it all before, a billion times before. There's nothing new, unique, original mm-hmm. at all. At all. It just feels very standard issue. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. Yep. Um, I'm not going to say hackneyed. It's not that uh, no. not, not that bad. But no. it's definitely like, there's nothing new here. You've read this story before yeah. many, many times. Definitely. And the creation of this anti-life equation, this infected anti-life equation, uh, Taylor does a, a, a crap job explaining you how it got corrupted yeah it just happens mm-hmm. it just happens it's just yeah. like why was it corrupted that's it's never it's never told it's just it's corrupted oh no and now he's yeah. spread it to everyone else like it's this is like the rob liefeld <laughs> style of writing in major x yeah it's about so it's, it's, it's cor- about it's corrupted now because we said it was right yeah. it, it, this is this is like what liefeld does on major x where he's like okay well this is what happened, and don't ask why, and I'm not going to tell you why, and we're not going to explain anything. It's just, this is what it is, go. Yeah, it's it's one of those... Um, <sighs> okay. Um, ah, crap, one of those... Um, I'm trying to think. God, I'm, I lost it. Well, the uh, okay, here it is. The thing about the anti-life equation is that we don't really know what it is. Right. The Grant Morrison did a great job with it in Final Crisis. Just got to say. Yes. Just got to say. <laughs> <laughs> but like we don't we don't we don't we haven't seen at least I don't think I've seen like right. actual numbers and right. a whatever or something. Oh, this is what this is. Yeah. So if for some I like it because you don't know. You sure, know it's exactly. a mysterious thing. You don't yes. know what's going on with it. But to just say, oh, it's changed was well, like if I don't know what the original form is, then why am I gonna care if it's been altered? You know? Yeah, it's just it was just yeah. kind of lazy, sloppy writing. Just, I just want to tell you what it is so I can move on with the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I just want it to be. I want it to be corrupted. I want it to be a virus, and I want it to be spread so I can move on with my story. Mm-hmm. But you don't tell us. You don't explain any of it. So it just that's a bad way to store a story. Yeah. You know, you're not laying the proper foundation at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think he lays any good foundation to the story. Yeah. Take some time. Explain to me why it works this way. How mm-hmm. it's supposed to work. What went wrong. Mm-hmm. And why did it cause this? Yeah. I mean, you got to take the time to stop and exp- explain these things, lay the foundation, build your world. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do any of that. No, it feels rushed, feels sloppy, feels hurried. I just want to get right to the fact of everybody just attacking everyone else. Yeah. And so because of that, and the story itself just kind of feels shallow. Yeah. There's not much to the story, Stephen. No. There's no depth at all to the story. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and. It just feels very basic. Yeah. Just very basic. And the dialogue yeah. is just, okay, it's there. Yes, it, it is. It's just, 
It's just there. Mm-hmm. And there's no real character work whatsoever. No. At all. And I, I don't think it's a very immersive setting no. either. So, you know, just shallow story, not immersive, no good character work, average dialogue, average concepts that you've seen before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's how. That's my look on it. What do you think of the artwork? Uh, it was it was fine. It's not uh, nothing great, but nothing. Yeah. It's. I did not like the artwork, Steven. Really? And I could tell, and it changed. I mean, you go from the scene where Justice League defeats Dark's side to Apocalypse, yeah, and it changes where, you know drastically. Where the changes are. Yeah. And then you get to Earth, and bang, it changes a third time drastically. There's no attempt to try to make this issue look cohesive yeah, it's not at very all. Cohesive. No. So it's a regular size page. It's a regular size issue, Stephen, mm-hmm. of twenty some pages, right? Regular size <laughs> issue, and you distinctly change art styles three. Three times. Yeah. And that's not good. It gives it a schizophrenic look. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think any of the art was particularly great looking on its own anyway. Mm. So I found the issue to not only be schizophrenic, but kind of blah mm-hmm. on top of it, no matter which style you picked. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Not, not overly impressed. Nah. <laughs> How do you grade out deceased number one? Um... Uh, six and a five. Six and a five. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm going to go story f- four night girls out of 10 mm. and art three night girls out of 10. Yeah. Okay. That's and, fair. and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend no. I mean, unless you just <laughs> really, really, really like crossed. Then maybe you'd like this. Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> other than that, I don't, don't spend your money on it. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> All right, Stephen. House of the Mouse. All right. You ready? Yeah. The War of Realms, number three. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking good art, my friend. There we go. Now we're talking good art, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Words by Jason Aaron. Art by Russell Dowderman. Russell Dowderman, where have you been my entire life? <laughs> Can we just talk about the artwork, Stephen? Oh. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Let's just get it out of the way right now. This is a beautiful <laughs> issue. Well. Isn't it beautiful? Well, yeah. I mean, how much did you love looking at this issue? It was pretty fantastic. It, just so many. There me. were so many panels that were gorgeous, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just want to live in this issue. I just want to <laughs> live inside this issue. The artwork is so gorgeous. Okay, anyhow. Anyways. Steve, we begin the, uh, the Armory of the Avengers Mountain. We see uh, Freya arming up all everybody with some cool Norse-like weapons. Mm-hmm. And she says that she has to ask a favor of Captain America. She needs Captain America to go to Jotunheim to get Thor while she takes a team to go to the Black Bifrost to destroy it. Because that's how Malekith is getting his army all over the right. different realms and, and through Midgard. And that as, if, unless they can halt his flow of troops into Midgard, they'll never win. This makes sense, Stephen, but let me yes. ask you this. Just in the last issue, now we can, not much time has taken place between issue two and three. Just, sure. It's like just a few minutes. At the end of issue number two, Stephen, she made a point of saying, I have to go to Jotunheim to get Thor, mm-hmm. and nobody has to come with me. I'd appreciate your help, but I'm not asking anyone to come with me. Yeah. So now she's saying, no, 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 no. You have to go to Jotunheim. I got, like, <laughs> did Aaron yeah. forget what he wrote at the end of last issue? That's just not good plotting. No. That's, that's not good plotting. No. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, Captain America, of course, is like, yes, ma'am, I surely do. I'll take your mission. When do we leave? Let's go. Typical Captain America. 
And then we cut to Asgard. We see that Hemdel is helping Daredevil assume the powers of Hemdel, mm-hmm. right? They fire up the Bifrost Bridge. It works. Yay! And uh, Daredevil wields Hemdel's sword, and he has his power, and he hears everything in the universe. Yes. That's a lot. And we see that Jane Foster <laughs> and the Destroyer Robot are also at the Bifrost Bridge to help them hold the bridge, mm-hmm. right, while they send their teams on their missions. Okay, so the first team that they send with the Bifrost Bridge is who? The team to Jotunheim, which consists of Captain America, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. Steven, yeah. best line of the issue. <laughs> best line is Spider-Man. So they all have weapons, right? Like Asgard weapons. Right. Spidey, all he has is it's like a, a Viking helmet with horns on it mm-hmm. on top of his mask. <laughs> and he's got a shield. And he's like, hey, why does everybody else have cool swords and stuff? And I just get a shield. What kind of loser goes into battle with just a, oh, yeah. Wait, he's looking at Captain America. <laughs> and they're like, how do we find Thor? And they're like, easy, follow the river of frost giant blood. Very cool. And suddenly a massive uh, arrow takes out uh, the winged horse that Luke Cage is on. They're all mm-hmm. on winged horses. Takes out his, and we see some frost giant archers. And of course, you know, the frost giants, they're big, so their arrows are like the size of telephone poles. Yeah. Then we cut to the other team that got sent... With by the Bifrost Bridge over to Svartalfheim. Svartalfheim. Thank God I have you, Stephen. Svartalfheim, the realm of the Dark Elves. And that team is posing as a couple of Dark Elves, and Ghost Rider is posing as the Fire Demon, and She-Hulk is posing as a troll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hurts me. And so, um, and this is the... Just, this, Stephen, tell me. Robbie Reyes. Marvel wants that character to get over, right? Why at every opportunity they always write him as an idiot? So the Dark Elves guarding the Black Bifrost stop our heroes who are posing as bad right. guys. And they're like, and the bad, and uh, Freya, as a Dark Elf, is saying, we got to take this troll and this fire goblin off to the Bifrost, Black Bifrost so they can join the slaughter of Midgard. Mm-hmm. And Robbie goes, hi, uh, ain't Malekith great? Oh, my God. I just flipped my iPad across the room. <laughs> <laughs> They make him sound like a complete dipshit in every possible way, don't they? <laughs> I mean, at every possible turn, they make uh, him sound like a total dipshit. Yeah. They never miss the beat. I mean, you trying to get this character over, or are you just trying to bury this character? Because they're just burying Rob, Robbie Reyes so deep. Yeah. I don't know how anyone could like this character. So stupid. Yeah. Anywho. I, I don't know. The only thing they could, that can make me... Like not despise him as if they revealed that he was like mentally challenged. Or right, something. exactly, <laughs> seriously. And then the the dark elf guards like, well, what clan are you guys from? And Punisher's like, my clan's dead. So so the hell are you? <laughs> so much for being subtle, right? Yeah. There's the Punisher. And then with that, we get a big brawl. They all hop into the Hell Charger and make their way through the dark elf army to try to get to the Black Bifrost. Mm-hmm. We cut back to Midgard. We see that Malekith has taken over all of Europe. He's defeated Spitfire and Union Jack and Black Knight. He's taken the Black Knight's ebony blade. And he's like, ooh, fine weapon. I shall use this as a ruler. <laughs> and then he's about to slice and dice the Black Knight when suddenly, oh, hoo-ha! Here comes Carol Danvers. Get ready to eat that sword, you bastard. War Avengers! <laughs> What? War Avengers? Is that their name? I don't know. 
And then she goes, ask. time to show this up that nobody makes war like us humans do. There is so much wrong with that, Stephen, on so many levels. <laughs> a, it makes humans sound like the worst yeah. things in the universe. Like, mm-hmm. why is war something you want to be, like, we're the best, we're the best cancer this earth has ever had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not something to be happy about. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you're going to have someone yell out something like that, Maybe he's a character who's actually fought in a war. Like Steve Rogers. Hmm. Just saying. Or Punisher. He's fought in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Or whatever yeah. they've made him fight in now. Yeah. But whatever. You know what I'm saying. It's just, the, it's, that's just like, it's like a farting in an elevator, Stephen. <laughs> just the worst. So, with that, <laughs> we have a fight. <laughs> and, and we come back to Daredevil. He's kind of getting over. He's, he's, he's dealing with his powers. And he's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, guys. They're here, and suddenly the dark elves appear behind them. Mm-hmm. They're going to take down the Bifrost Bridge. So our heroes are fighting them. Boop, 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 boop. And then we see Shuri and Tony Stark making more weapons for our heroes, and the dwarves are like, Ah, oh, Screwbeard likes you too. Uh, man of iron and, man, and woman of vibranium. Are you not part dwarves? And Shuri's like, Well, he doesn't drink, and I'm a vegan. He goes, oh, You're not dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And so then we see, and we just see everyone fighting on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yay, great. Then we get to the Fantastic Four, the le- still fighting on in New York. Steven, mm-hmm. it, we were just told mm-hmm. in the last issue that Doctor Strange on his Viagra <laughs> cast a spell so strong that literally everyone, not just the civilians, but the heroes, the everyone, heroes, civilians, everyone got transported out. Mm-hmm. Was the Fantastic Four still there? How did that happen? Jason Aaron's not telling you. <laughs> Don't ask. It's a cool moment. It's for the tie-in issue. There you go. That you have to buy to understand. That's right. Yeah. We come back to Jotunheim, and our heroes are like, holy crap. I hear screaming. I hear yelling. There's a lot of dead giants. Run. Let's get there fast. Mm-hmm. And we come back to Svartalheim. Svartalheim. I hate that name. And our heroes are fighting. Uh, I'll make sure to tell the people who made it <laughs> that you don't like it. The, the ancient Norse <laughs> that the I disapprove of. <laughs> <laughs> our heroes get to the Black Bifrost and they're about to destroy it. So She Hulk powers up her gamma of, you know, powers and she's about to blow it up. Mm-hmm. And we come back to Midgard and Venom is fighting Malekith. And Malekith uses the Necro Sword on Venom. He bursts into flame and then suddenly they both disappear. And you see the Ebony Blade. Is that the Ebony Blade or is that the Necro Sword? I think that's the Ebony Blade. That's the Ebony Blade. Yeah. There. So we don't know what happened to Malekith or Venom. No. Uh-oh. I could, Stephen. Come back to the Bifrost Bridge. I am. <laughs> That's right. Daredevil is overwhelmed by Hemdall's powers. He's just he's hearing everything, so he's having a hard time fight because he's, mm-hmm. he's not able to focus. Right. Dark Elves squeeze past them. Boom. They blow up the Bifrost Bridge, Stephen. That's not good. No. But Freya's on the scene. Mm-hmm. She, because she's awesome, goes, <laughs> uh-oh, I feel across the cosmos. The Bifrost Bridge has got destroyed. Change of plans. We now take over the Black Bifrost, mm-hmm. and we use it to transport our people around. Yes. So we're not trapped in various realms. Mm-hmm. And she looks like, oh, okay, well, let me use this gamma I've powered up to blast it at the new Dark Elf forces that just have the reinforcements that have arrived on the scene, mm-hmm. like on giant alligators. It's hilarious. <laughs> and, um, and so she... Uh, Let's her energy out at them. And then we come back to Jotunheim, and we see a massive mountain. 
but it's not just a mountain. It's a bunch of dead frost giant bodies <laughs> piled up high like a mountain. Yeah. And they hear screaming, and Thor goes, uh, and Wolverine goes, everyone, hold on, hold on. Everyone get back. That's a berserker rage. You mm-hmm. don't want to go near him. Yeah. And we see Thor, his gold arm, his gold artificial arm is gone. Mm-hmm. His He's only got like, a little bit left of one hammer. His other two hammers, I guess, are gone. Mm-hmm. And he's all, you know, beaten up and war-torn, you know, bloody. Yeah. And I like how Luke Cage is like, guess that answers my question about having all these giants. The God of fucking Thunder happened. <laughs> and Thor's like, more giants, send me more Odin damn giants, send them all. Mm-hmm. End of issue. Yeah. We then get a cool map, though, Stephen, mm-hmm. of New Midgard, the kingdoms of New Midgard. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Jotunheim is North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dust Lands, the Kingdom of the Dead, run by the Enchantress, mm-hmm. is in South America and Central America. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Heaven, uh, run by the Angels, that is Africa. Mm-hmm. The uh, Europe and the Middle East is New Svartalheim, mm-hmm. the Dark Elf Realm, run by Malekith. New Muspelheim, Land of Fire, is Asia. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, what do they call Australia and the South uh, Pacific? What is that called? Oceania. Oceania is the kingdom of the trolls run by Uluk. And then we see that Antarctica is now the kingdom of Roxxon, Inc. run by Dario Agar. Mm. I love those maps. They're always cool when they do stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the War of the Rolls North 3. Stephen, what would you think? Well, I know, I know you have some criticisms about certain, like, like lines and stuff that people say and some of those moments where it's like, Oh my God, like, why'd you have to do that? I, <laughs> and I, I, I have those opinions as well. However, um, I'm one of those people when someone puts something in front of me, I try to take it for what it is yes. at face value. Yes. And, uh, this comic is a big kind of, I'm sorry. It, it's dumb. A big, dumb. It is action it act is. event. Yes. And that's what I'm going to take it as. Yes. And you know what? Don't think too hard. It's pretty fantastic. It is. That. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. It is like, it is like, it is, it, it is like watching a 1980s action movie mm-hmm. and then critiquing the, the, the dialogue and the character work. Well, it's yeah. a 1980s action movie. It's not supposed to have good character work or dialogue. Yes. And, <laughs> and if that is done by design mm-hmm. by Jason Aaron, yes. then he gets a pass. Sure. If it is not done by design, then I have questions about his character work and dialogue ability. Sure. sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But you're right. It's, it's, it's a big, dumb action story. It, and we're saying dumb, but we're not being ugly about it. Well, sure. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it, it, it's not dumb like, oh my God, this is so stupid. Right, it's right. It's like, you know. It, it is. It, like, like, there is. Look, if you like cerebral stories, there's literally nothing here yeah, for no, you. No, you don't want if that. You like, no. If you like intelligent <laughs> stories that make you think. No. There's nothing here for you. No. If you like character-driven stories mm-hmm. that are really complex and you have to read multiple times, no. this is not for you. No. It's not for you. But if you like big, huge, grand, over-the-top, mm-hmm. blockbuster action-adventure movies, yes. this is for you. Oh, yeah. What it is, it does well. Yes. Completely. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, I so there's ton of tons of action, tons of cool action. Yeah, yeah. Um, it moves at a good pace. Absolutely. It's 
has enough funny one-liners as mm-hmm. opposed to outweigh the bad ones. Absolutely. And there's even some some twists, as in, oh, crap, you know, like the scene where they have to turn and actually protect the Black Bride Foss because yes. that's their only... Their yes. only path. Now, in somebody else's... I thought that was cool, though, yeah. because that's like a real war. Yeah. Because in a real war, things mm-hmm. don't go as planned, and you, yeah, have, to exactly. make, you have to make changes on, <laughs> on the, the fly. fly. Yeah. And I think that Aaron, that's Aaron really doing a great job of, mm-hmm. of replicating the feel of an actual war, where yeah. things go awry at, at, at the drop of a dime, and you have to adapt on the fly and, 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 and evolve and change and take a different course of action. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I thought yeah. that was... Great writing by Aaron mm-hmm. to do that. Like that made it seem that much more realistic and yeah. urgent. And it does. It it tells. It speaks to the pacing that because you know if it had been some other writers, uh, one in particular that I can think of who's written some Marvel big events, Mr. Bendis. Uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, it would have ended with She Hulk jumping towards the Black Bride Boston. And that yes. would have been the end of it, and we yes. would have had to wait, yes. and it would have just kept dragging it out. But no, it just turns and goes, oh, no. okay, well, here's what we're going to do now, and then yes. keep going, and I love that. Oh, Steven, the plotting on The War of the Realms has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. It really has been. Aaron has just driven this. He has buried the gas pedal on, yeah. the, gas pedal on the bottom of the, of, the, of the floor. He has. Yes. He is stomped on the gas, and he is not letting up Mm-mm. at all. This story drives forward at a furious pace. You get a ton of plot progression, Stephen. Yeah. A ton of it, which is awesome. I love it. And it moves with a purpose. Yes, it does. And I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you're right, the action is kick-ass. Yeah. And tons of it. It's like, what more do you want? I, I I can't ask for anything more in a big event. And doesn't this feel huge to you? Yes, it like, does. Truly huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has actual scope to it. So now part of that is helped by the fact that the art is just so good. Stephen, I mean, there's it's, so many scenes like when Daredevil's uh, wielding Hemdel's sword. Gorgeous. Yes. When you know our heroes are in Jotunheim, they look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Thor, obviously, on on top of all the. Frost Giants. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I mean, it's just fantastic. Yes. I, I can't praise the art enough no. at all. And, you know, we, we say this isn't, it's not, it's not a deep story, it's not a smart story, but you know what? The character work's pretty good. Yeah. Character work is pretty damn good. Yeah. I think. I think so. You know, he's got a, he's, Aaron has a good feel for all the characters in this, in this issue. Mm-hmm. I think so. And the dialogue is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> pretty damn funny. And I love the extra you get. I love, remember comics you do extras all the time? You know, you used yeah. to always get extras, maps, schematics, blueprints, mm-hmm. shit like, I wish they did more of that. I it's so too. much fun. Yeah. And it adds like another layer to the, to, the, to the story. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I think it's great. I, I like I when they do stuff I like that. I think it's pretty great too. It's, it's such, like, why not? <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so, for people who haven't jumped aboard War of Realms, how do you stack this up against other Marvel big events? We're at the we're number three. Oh, we're oh well my, into the event. Oh my god, um, that's not even a, that's unfair to other Marvel events personally because they are so so much worse. Yeah, I think this. after Secret I think after, Wars. Yeah, after Secret Wars, this is the best. Mm-hmm. In now, since what? Since maybe uh, Civil War. Since Civil War, yeah. I'm mean, I mean, seriously. I think I would say this is the. I would say Secret Wars, yeah. War of the Realms, mm-hmm. and Civil War. Yeah, Secret, it's been that I mean, long. Secret Wars to me that wasn't that wasn't an event that was 
Jonathan Hickman had yeah. the story, and they turned it into an event. Yeah, this, true. Okay, yeah, but it's like it's like I don't consider the Return it was a of Wolverine cont- a, a, an event. Yeah, that's a know? fair. That's a fair point. Secret Wars is really a continuation of his Fantastic Four story. Yeah, that ran through Avengers because his Avengers run was really a Fantastic Four story too. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's honestly, I think I think Marvel needs to that first of all they need to stop doing so many of them at once. Um. And second, they need to make them more like this. I mean, I we don't completely agree. Not because if we had like one of these, like every two years or so, oh I my think god, it'd be fantastic. I mean, compare this to Original Sin, to Fear itself. Oh my god, to to, to Civil War two. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop Siege. right there. Uh, Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars. Oh. I mean, it's it's so much better. Oh. I encourage everyone to hop aboard. Oh. <laughs> How do you grade out the War of the Realms number three? Um, well, I gotta tell you, I, I, I really enjoy this a mm-hmm. lot. Um, yeah, it's not great, but you know what? I oh, it's fun. I don't, I don't, I don't go to a Stallone movie expecting Oscar material. So <laughs> I will give this, I will give this eight, eight nine curls out of 10 for the writing mm-hmm. and the, the art. It can't get anything but a 10 because it's just phenomenal. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I will go uh, eight nickels out of ten for the writing. Seven nickels. I mean, ooh, whoa! I got confused there. Ten nickels out of ten. <laughs> ten nickels out of ten for the artwork because it is the best art you're gonna find. I say somebody's <laughs> somebody's still thinking of Infinity War. I know, right? Seriously. Um, speaking of, speaking of, Jerry Duggan has a title, Stephen. I know. Savage Avengers. Savage. Who Avengers. is that on the cover? The female. With the sigh, I assume that's Electra. Okay, not an issue. She's not an issue. I was just wondering. No. Okay. And who else on the cover that's not an issue? Venom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, this issue brought to us the words by Jerry Duggan, the mm-hmm. art by Mike Diodato yeah. Jr., colors by Frank Martin. Stephen, we begin with a uh, the most talented opera singer ever being captured. And then being taken to the Savage Land, mm-hmm. where there is this ancient temple that's been built, the the city of Sickles, mm-hmm. and it's a big pool of blood and dead bodies in it. And they chop off the head of the opera singer and toss him into the pool of blood. And the priest that chopped off uh, the opera singer's head is says that this big bowl of blood is is going to be filled with the finest of mankind, the finest artists, mm-hmm. thinkers and warriors, mm-hmm. and that once they're done, this concoction of blood will will allow them to summon Jo Johatun Lao, which must be some kind of demon. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm getting that soon. Then, we cut to somewhere else on the Savage Land, and we see the Savage Sword of Conan mm-hmm. slicing and dicing hand uh, ninjas, mm-hmm. and Conan proceeds to kick a lot of blood. Yeah, he does. And I mean, Steven, I got to say, mm-hmm. first of all, I got to admit, I'm a huge fan of Conan. Yeah. I've, I've, I've read all of his books. I mean, sure. I, I read them as a kid. And I mean, the book books, not the comics, the books. Right. And the books were awesome. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Howard, mm-hmm. who took over? I can't remember the, the guy who took over for him right after Howard stopped writing him. But anyhow, uh, I read them all. It must have been like a billion books. I, <laughs> ad- I adore Conan. Right. Adore him, adore him, adore him. Um, we can t- discuss whether he should be on the Avengers. Sure. No doubt. That, that's definitely on the table. But 
the character I adore and Duggan does my boy right because mm-hmm. he just gives us a one, two, three, four, four page action scene of just Conan kicking ass mm-hmm. on these hand ninjas. And then Wolverine shows up and Conan proceeds to fight Wolverine for one, two, three, about four pages, five pages, six, seven, eight pages. And my boy Conan <laughs> represents himself well. Mm-hmm. against Wolverine. He, as a matter of fact, they fight each other. After he, Conan finishes killing all the hand ninjas, they fight each other. Conan thinks he's killed Wolverine because he stabbed him through the heart and then Wolverine stands up again. He, and Conan's like, what kind of devil are you? Mm-hmm. And tackles Wolverine. They fall over the cliff mm-hmm. and they stop halfway down. Wolverine sticks his claws in and Conan just jerks him free and they both <laughs> keep falling through the roof of a building, and they land. Now, I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, Wolverine, healing power, adamantium skeleton. Yeah. Last time I checked, now, I might be wrong, Conan's a barbarian. Yeah. Now, is he an unusually strong barbar- barbarian? Yes. Yeah. But he's still a human. Mm-hmm. He's not a superhuman. No. Okay, that fall would kill a human. So not only does Conan not die, mm-hmm. he gets up before Wolverine. Yeah. The dude with the adamantium skeleton and the healing powers. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's still laid out. Conan gets up, walks around, grabs a big keg of beer. A, <laughs> Steven, not, not a pint. Yeah, a, a whole freaking keg, keg yeah. and just lifts it up and ah, pours it down his throat and then walks over and pours the beer into Wolverine's face. Yeah. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, thanks, Popeye needs a spinach. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, is Conan now superpowered? I guess. He has to be, right? Well, because there's no explanation for that. Yeah. I mean, there's no explanation for that. No, there's no explanation okay. for that. <laughs> and so now that they've fought each other and drank, drank some beer together, they're now on the same page. Right. Now on the same page, Wolverine's like, look, I'm after this, this, you know, some wacky priest here killing people. And uh, Conan's after some treasure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Wolverine's like, I'm, tra- I'm trying tracking somebody. I got their scent. I recognize it. There's a scent out there I don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, that's someone from Conan's time as well. Right. That got transported to the Savage Land when Conan got transported there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, two heroes go their separate ways, right? Mm-hmm. Conan goes to get his jewels. Logan. <laughs> Logan. He keeps calling Logan uh, Logan of Pabst. Yeah. Because when they first introduced themselves, he's like, I'm Conan of Simmera. Mm-hmm. And Logan's like, well, I'm Logan of Pabst. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, uh, they go separate ways. But then we cut to uh, Madripoor where uh, Dr. Voodoo is um, there to, uh, 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 I don't know. I think he's, he's, he's finding somebody, I he, think. That's, he's trying to look for someone, isn't he? Yeah. Well, come to find out there's some hand ninjas there. They attack him. Mm-hmm. They beat him. Yeah. And we cut back to Savage Land. Conan is sneaking into the castle where the jewels are. And he sees um, the amulet and uh, that he's trying to steal, the jewels. And is that... And the amulet is like some individual. I don't know who that is. 
I don't recognize the person, but it's guarded by a demon, it looks like. Yeah. And so Conan's like, mm, that sucks. We cut back to the bloody pit with the city of sickles. Mm-hmm. With the priestess killing people, all the best of the best. It's now they have Dr. Voodoo there. Yes. And he's like, your blood will join the rest to help us bring our, our demon uh, to life. Evidently, there's a planet beyond Pluto, beyond Pluto. And once in a millennium, you get a chance to create a connection and summon the marrow god, Jahantu Lao. <laughs> okay. All right. Good enough. And... Dr. Voodoo's like, you're crazy. And then you cut to Wolverine going, hang on, Voodoo, I'm almost there. He's slashing his way through all the hand ninjas. And he's almost, almost to there, almost to Dr. Voodoo, but not fast enough as the priest is able to slice Voodoo's neck, killing him, mm-hmm. ostensibly. Yeah. And um, bef- and Wolverine gets taken out a bunch of throwing stars. And then we see more hand Ninjas showing up carrying three, two coffins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, or is it three? Can't really tell. It's hard uh, to tell, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's three coffins? It three coffins. Three. Yeah. And oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the priest is like, why have you brought me dead? We need powerful living blood. And uh, so I assume Wolverine's been taken down. The art's a little hanky here. I assume... We have to assume, we know that Dr. Voodoo has throat slashed. I assume he was then pushed into the pit of blood. Probably. Yeah. And Wolverine's taken down by the throwing stars. He'll be up soon enough. Mm-hmm. And the priest is like, why are you bring me dead bodies? And the hand ninja, one of the hand ninjas says, well, the corpses are bait for a warrior who has shed more blood than almost any other man. <gasps> who is that? Uh-oh. We cut to a graveyard where three graves have been robbed. Mm-hmm. Those graves, unfortunately, belong to the wife and children of one Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. He's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he's pissed, and he's going to be coming for blood. Yeah. That's the end of the issue. Steven, Savage Avengers number one, lay it on me. Um, I mean... Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. It, it, I mean... Mm, Look, okay. I'm one of those people. I I don't get why they had to bring in Conan to Marvel. Except that Agreed. apparently Marvel is desperate and <laughs> needs something. I- and they... Yeah. I, I d- it's weird. I, it is. I do think that I, I do think it's funny that um, I just imagine that seeing how much they're pushing Conan, that everybody who owns like a license at Dynamite is like, oh, so you don't want to um, you don't want to do uh, uh, the Shadow this this month? Okay, well, uh, we can just give Marvel our license. They'll put him on the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, evidently so. And now, what really? Um, caught my attention on this was apparently this is Mike Diodato Jr.'s last Marvel project before he goes. Oh, is it his to, last one? Yeah, before he goes to um, where is he going? Um, I don't remember. Is he doing creator own stuff? He's doing creator own. Okay, stuff now. Oh, that's cool. And it it wasn't uh it wasn't Duggan because I'm still damaged after Infinity Wars. Yes, which is one of the worst things uh, I've ever read. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, 
and for what it is, once again, trying to take it just for what it is, I think it is fun. Yes. Um, there is, there's, I mean, there's a story, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not really going anywhere. <laughs> um, it's more about the action. I think. The oh, absolutely. It's pre- an excuse to get the action going. Yeah, and I think the action's pretty cool. Um, yes. I like the. I mean, the fight with Logan and Conan for me is like, well. If I was nine years old, this would be the greatest thing in the universe. Dude, nine-year-old Rock would have been like, oh, my God, <laughs> best scene ever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, one of the – and I think the art, for the most part, is 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 pretty good. I do mm-hmm. tend to like Diodato's art more oh, than – Oh, I've always God. loved Diodato. Probably more than your average yeah. comic book fan. <laughs> but um, I'm just trying to think here. Um it it has one of my pet peeves about titles that have teams on it where the entire team isn't in the first issue. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you have a team that include the the Punisher shows up at the end and he's still in right. New York. He's not actually involved. Um, and then there's Venom and Elektra that aren't in it at all. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I think that's that's kind of lazy with all the pages that went to just. Let me let's be honest. Mindless action. Yes, that has no point except to entertain you. Entertain you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then it's like okay, we well, could have had something here, a page, mm-hmm. somebody being watched, or oh, what about that one? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's uh, for what it is. It's fine, but I don't know. It's just. Unlike unlike the War of the Realms, which is kind of the same thing, very very much so, yeah. But like that has a, I mean, it has a story that's moving. There's yes. real, there's a pay, good pace to it. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of purpose behind mm-hmm. what they're doing. They're balancing a lot of characters. Well, this one really only has three: the priest, yes. Wolverine, and um, um, Conan. Mm-hmm. And they have that <laughs> random cutaway just to bring Doctor Voodoo in, just so he could be killed. It's yeah. <laughs> like, so, okay, way to nice. <laughs> he you know literally... he's not dead. And I think he's dead. <laughs> he's on the cover. No, he's not. He is on the cover. It's right there in a suit. Oh, that's a man. Yeah. Oh, you thought that was a lady? Yeah. <laughs> that's Doctor Voodoo. I'm just saying. Look. Okay, well, never mind. So, okay, so that's that's four members of the team that appear in the issue. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's so this one to me, it just kind of comes across as a it's a lesser version of that because there's no yeah, fair real enough. pacing. There's no real story or mm. character work or development of really anything except for this weird plot thing. I thought it was something, because I'm not as familiar with Conan. I thought it was something that might have come from Conan, because it's so clearly, this is a Conan thing. Mm-hmm. Like, with that the, the ancient cities and yes. the rituals of blood and all that. Yep. That I thought, it, it has to be something from one of those, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing you don't recognize it. I don't recognize it. it. Yeah. I don't recognize it. Huh. Well, so it's, uh, you know, it's it's, it's that's fine. I yeah, guess. I, yeah, I I like the act. It, it's got good action. Yeah, it's got good action. I mean, mm-hmm. the big the fight scene with between Conan and the Hand and between Conan and Wolverine. That's yeah. good stuff. And that's sure. that's a that's the bulk of this issue. Oh yeah, that's the bulk of this issue. And so I like the I like the action. 
I like the characters. Well, I don't really like Brother Voodoo. He's, but I mean, he's kind of a nothing character. I'm not a huge fan of Venom, to be honest with you. Right. I have to admit that, even though I know he's crazy popular. I'm like sure, the only guy who doesn't sure. like him. I get it. I get it. I've just never been a big fan of him. Sure. But I love Conan. I love Punisher. I love Wolverine. I love me some Elektra. Mm-hmm. So I like those characters. I love the way Conan gets to shine. My concern is, what do you do with Conan when you take him out of Savage Land? Like, Conan in modern-day New York, it's not going to work. No. The character won't work. It's just, it'd be weird. Yeah. It just, I, I, I don't think that'll work. So that's just me. Uh, the big problem, while it's got great action, mm-hmm. and it's fun sure. enough, is that... The story is not terribly uh, deep no. at all. I'm being charitable. Sure, it's a bit, bit like the War of the Realms. It's a bit a bit dumb, mm-hmm. and but unlike the War of the Realms, which has really cool villains, this yeah. one has a very blah generic. This even the name is like Marjorahat Mahabaha. It's just it is <laughs> such a generic fantasy story villain. Yeah, with some ridiculous name you can't pronounce of some demon god. That's evil. Like it's so it's so generic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing interesting at all about this villain. I mean, right. nothing compelling about this villain whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it just feels very rote yeah. to me. It mm-hmm. feels super rote. I agree. So you know, stories kind of go where the villain goes. Yeah. You know, without a great villain, you're kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. So and the villain doesn't seem to matter, the priest doesn't seem to matter. It's just an excuse to get these characters together and to get some kick ass action. Yeah. And that's okay, but don't make it so obvious and transparent that the yeah. villain doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, so yeah. that's disappointing. Yes, I is. do think if you love action, if you just like just straight up kick-ass action stories, mm-hmm. I think you should probably give Savage Avengers a look. Sure, because I think you'll be. I think you might like this a lot. Yeah, and for younger male readers. Mm-hmm. Definitely buy Savage Avengers. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I think younger male readers, yeah, come on. These are guys kicking ass and then drinking beer out of kegs yeah. like they were cans, okay? <laughs> I mean, th- this is clearly targeting to a younger male demographic, yes. I think. And I think the demographic would enjoy the issue a lot. Oh, I think so, too. Definitely. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, the art, I'm with you. I love Mike Diodato. I always have. I think his art's fantastic. I know I like him more than other people. I get the complaints people have with his artwork, but I like it. So mm-hmm. there you go. Art's very subjective. I get it. So I've just always been a big fan of it. And I think he draws a f- fucking kick-ass Conan. His yeah. Conan looks great. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So, and I'm with you, Stephen. I don't know how what they're going to do with Conan going forward. I guess we'll see. Maybe this is just a temporary thing. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Anyhow, Savage yeah. Avengers number one, Stephen. Lay it on me. What's your grade? Um, I'll give a give the writing. Um, I'll give it a five. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'll give the art. I'll give the art an eight. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It carried what needed to be. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I will go a shade bit higher than you. I'll go nine night girls out of ten for the artwork. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave with a positive. Nine <laughs> ten night girls for the art. The writing. I'm gonna go. A tad bit more than you. I'll give it six night girls out of ten. Okay. There you go. All right. Just for the Conan action. All right. Last up, Steven. 
Your favorite title. Yes. Major X number three, Stephen. It's the 1990s. Rob Liefeld's the writer. Guess who the artist is? Wills Portacio. Oh my God, Stephen. I feel like I'm in a time of. When's the last time you read a Wills Portacio comic? Wow. Oh, man. Romulo Fajardo Jr. doing the colors. Uh, Stephen, we begin with uh, <laughs> Future Beast mm-hmm. and Wolverine in the, in the Danger Room doing a little training together. You know, killing time, as you do when you're waiting for your friends to come back from the future, right? Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> and we then have Major X and Cable transport back into the scene. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, we, Steven, <laughs> Major's like, we were ambushed. We're lucky we made out we did. Future Beast, you live to fight another day. Rejoice! It's dialogue like that through the whole yeah. issue. <laughs> Is it not dialogue like that through the whole issue, Stephen? Uh, yes, it is. Like 1960s style dialogue through the whole damn issue. Am I am I exaggerating? No. It is not. total 60s dialogue, it is isn't absolutely it? Absolutely fantastic. Complete with like, <laughs> complete with exclamation points behind every sentence. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. And so Cable reveals he's got a couple of uh, little sliders with him, but he doesn't have enough. One per <laughs> slider, no second chance. Oh dear. We then cut to Major X's world, right? <laughs> this doesn't tell you, Stephen. It just says we're cutting to the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Of which world? Which time period? Lightfield's not telling you. No. <laughs> it's the future. And That's it. Funny. And the, the I, I just what the hell? So anyhow. Yeah. The Atlanteans are reporting back that the Grey Malcolm was destroyed, but Cable got away, mm-hmm. and the brother and sister Atlantean leaders are not happy about this. They're behind everything. They're behind, you know, eliminating the, the existential, all that kind of fun stuff, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah, they're the bad guys. We got it. So we then come back to the X-Mansion. Cable and Major X are hugging it out because we don't have enough slides. They all can't go on this mission, Right. And I love how, again, Stephen, we're in issue three. Wolverine knows that Major X is Cable's <laughs> son. Yeah. This is not new news. Yeah. Issue three. Cable tells us, be safe, son. Stay alive. Your mother will never forgive me if anything happens to you. What? What? <laughs> is there a mother involved in this story? Because I've never met her. Man, beats me. Okay. <laughs> and then Wolverine goes to Future Beast and goes, so Cable's got a son he wasn't sure he'd encounter? Question mark. What? Wolverine, you asked that question back in issue number one. You asked that question in issue number one. Cable then answered it that it was his son. Yeah. Why, why, why is he acting? Why is this Groundhog Day for Wolverine? It's amazing. Guy's got more secrets than the Pentagon. How about you, McCoy? What's your twist? <laughs> it's just terrible. And... Uh, McCoy's like, can't tell you anything about the future. Sorry. And then... <laughs> and then he says, he says some, like, some, some line to Wolverine, I guess, makes, supposed to think, Logan think that it's really Hank McCoy. Because he's like, you know, oh, if you're looking for spoiler alerts, chew on this one. This isn't the first time we've tangled Lolo, and it won't be our last. And Lolo. Wolverine's like, Hank? Is that really you? Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst dialogue. And Hank replies, only time in my hairdresser know for certain. Mm-hmm. Why the hairdresser? 
Yeah. Why couldn't it be his doctor? <laughs> why does it? Have to, why is it a hairdresser? It's, it, let's not <laughs> ask questions. <laughs> I don't know. What, okay. And then Major X and Beast time slide out of here. And we cut to Cape Elizabeth, Maine. That's where our heroes, Major X and Beast, reappear. Right. And they're, they've arrived at the dawn of the 21st century at the Watchtower. And they start battling all the guards there. And we see that this is where the administrator mm-hmm. stays. So that must be Deadpool's boss because we see Deadpool there. Right. So that's the mysterious benefactor for Deadpool is the administrator. Right. And we see the administrator is conducting some kind of tests on mutants, I think. Mm, I guess so. And <laughs> Future Beast is pissed about it and attacks the scientists that are testing on the mutants. And he calls them deplorable. Yeah. Triggered. Deplorable. He's triggered. <laughs> and then and then uh, Beast gets taken down, and we see on the scene Deadpool leading a team consisting of Vance Rebus, Mega, Max, mm-hmm. Pigskin, and Deadeye Dick. Yeah. And Mini Max. And then we have a brawl. Yeah. And it's a big brawl. And everyone's getting taken Some out. Some of the dumbest named characters. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. And so Major X makes his way through all the characters. Mm-hmm. And the best part, he even calls them cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. The yeah. lot of you. You're not the mission here. Who talks what? like this, Steven? <laughs> Who talks like this? What? What? <laughs> I just uh, no one in life has ever used the term cannon fodder to describe somebody thank you. in real life. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, then finally Major X makes his way through all the henchmen to Deadpool. Yeah. Okay, so now he's at the final boss. And he's battling him. And Deadpool gets the upper hand. Then Major X gets the upper hand. Mm. And Major X goes, I was raised by two mentors. One a friend, one a father. Yeah. Both stress tenacity, determination, <laughs> resilience. Like, who? What? What, <laughs> what is happening? My, my world was destroyed as a result of the treachery of men such as you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, this is the worst. Anyhow, he gets mm-hmm. up around a Deadpool. He's about to kill Deadpool. And suddenly, oh no, Major X, his gun comes out of his hand. He gets lifted in the air, smashed into the wall. Mm-hmm. And then, uh-oh, guess who appears in the scene? The administrator. Yeah. Generic villain. God. Super generic villain. Yeah. Right? And in front of him is, oh, snap, Steven. It's the, the Exential. Purple Ranger. The Ranger. <laughs> yes, the Purple Ranger. <laughs> it's the Exential, Steven. The Exential. Wow. Who, oh, the administrator who? reveals, yes. is his pupil. Wow. What? Who could have seen that coming? That's the end wow. of the issue. Major X number three. Steven, lay it on me. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> wow. I I think I think I'm in love. I, this is so <laughs> it is just Steven. This I this, the, the dialogue, Steven. The, I mean, during the fight scene when, when Matrix is making his way through the cannon fodder to get to yeah. Deadpool, he says A Dreadpool. Sorry, Dreadpool. Yeah. <laughs> he says, ready for this? This is Your abominations. <laughs> All of you. <laughs> it's just the dialogue, Stephen. It's just one wow. line after the next. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I mean, and the best, the best. He's telling the villain, the villains, the bad, guy, the henchmen, get a, the upper hand on him before he get to Dreadpool, and he, he wipes up the last few villains, and he, and you know, he tells them, "There's no pot o gold at the end of this rainbow, Lucky Charms." <laughs> wow! I can't. Oh my God. You can't even think up dialogue this bad. <laughs> and Steven, you can go. It's every, it's every page. Yeah. It's every page. <laughs> now is the scourge. I'll put you down like the animals you are. It's just, it's, see, you go page by page. It's just, it's one, it's yeah, just. Yeah, it's one bad cliche after another. Yes! Oh it's my li- God. Literally, it's like they put in, they like made the, the cliche-otron 5000 yes! and they let that write the issue. <laughs> yes! Yes! It's a new AI program called the cliche on 3000 <laughs> this new ai can write awesome rival field comics yeah. <laughs> now i know oh, now i know what you're thinking but steven this issue was not written yeah. <laughs> and you and you would be correct and you would be correct <laughs> but i mean God. it's it's uh it's 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 amazing it truly is i will say something i do have to apologize because when i when we did the first issue I said that I could see like '90s era Keanu Reeves doing these lines. Yes. Well, I think I think I have to apologize because I'm thinking more Don Johnson <laughs> or <laughs> David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff <laughs> in his prime as Major X. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, the Hoff as Major X. Yes. That needs to happen. <laughs> That would be perfection. It is uh, the the I just I'm just reading these words. Oh my and the god! The only way you can say them is in such a stilted, emotionless way. Yes. That you, yes. And, and slightly confused. Yes. <laughs> that there's only one man who could who can, who oh. can do it justice. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. Oh man! If you really want to go back, I would say Shatner. Yes, yeah, if you want to go but, really far back, Shatner, yes, but indeed. But since we're sticking to 80s, right. I'm going to say Hasselhoff. That, perfect. It's got to be the Hoff. Perfect, 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 perfect. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, and not and and the, the worst time travel logic since the Avengers Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, he didn't, he didn't know he was going to counter him. Your mother's going to kill me. Wait, but what? Who? Uh, who? <laughs> but he's from a time where it looks like nothing has changed, oh and yet God. he's still from the future with Cable. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> doesn't none really of it matters. Matter. <laughs> none of it matters. You never need to engage your brain a single time. No. At all. And Just let it wash over you. Yeah. Just let it wash over Just you. Embrace it. <laughs> yes. Reach out, put your arms around it, and say, Oh, God. Show me your terribleness. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. It's fantastic. It is. It, it, it is. It, you don't even know where the story's going, no. and I don't care. Hey, who, who cares? Is don't there, care. Is there a story? Maybe. <laughs> because as far as I'm concerned, we've been in the same place for the last three issues. Yes. <laughs> so. yes. There's literally the worst plotting <laughs> I've ever read in a comic. Literally the worst plotting. There's no rhyme or reason to anything. No. You crash from scene to scene mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. Yeah. It is utterly detached. The yeah. plotting is just is just random. Mm-hmm. It's it's the plotting. It, you know what it is, Steven? It's the what? plotting that like a six year old kid would 
You ever talk to a six-year-old kid? The six-year-old kid tells you a story, and yeah. they just jump from to, to, from, yeah, from moment to moment. From moment to moment, <laughs> nothing is ever in order or makes sense. It's kind of stream of conscious. Yeah, that's that's, that's this. plotting. Yeah. It's like a yeah. six-year-old plotting the story. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant. And what I love is like, oh, you know how you know Wolverine and Cable are so prominently displayed over the cover. Well, I hope you like characters standing around. Yes, because they stand around so much. Yes, it's perfect. It is. It is absolutely. <laughs> Spot uh, on. Now you don't want to see them actually do anything. Nope, 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 nope. Just Anne. Just this yep. no-name character yes. and uh, and the alternate skin for Beast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jumping through time. Woo! Oh my god, it's perfect. I, I can't even. It's so. It's so bad. <laughs> it, it, this is so. This comic is so bad. It's my guilty pleasure now. It is. It's officially my guilty oh, pleasure comic. I was. Book. I was every <laughs> bad line of dialogue. I was absolutely. Embracing and loving every, I'm like this, yeah. Because it, it does, it just becomes so <laughs> bad. You're like, I, I adore this. Yeah, I absolutely adore this. I think, I think, like there needs, we need to like record ourselves reading it because there are so many times where I just went, huh? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Moving on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like that they could use those as stock react- reaction shots in movies where they do like the turn of the camera, like the huh? Right. Because huh? that, that, that was no, me reading this. Yes. <laughs> that made no sense. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There is no logic to the story. No. There is not no, even broaching the concept of logic. <laughs> there's no story to the story. No. I'm convinced there's there's literally no story to the story. <laughs> it's characters engaging in mindless action. And pointless dialogue. Yes. If you want to call it that. Yes. But there's actually no st- when you stop and think about it, there's yeah. actually no story here. No. <laughs> there's really no it's, it's amazing. Cause because scenes are progressing, dialogue is being said, yeah. characters are interacting, action is happening, happening. They're and moving the, from scene to scene. And, They're moving from location to location, but yes. there's actually no story there. And nothing is happening. Literally no story. It is the most it's fantastic. It is the most eventful non-story I think I've ever read. It's just—it's amazing. Yes, it is. I don't even know if you could do this on purpose. This no. <laughs> you know what this is? This is a miracle of a comic book. It is. To, for something for someone to make something so terrible. Yes. Without it crossing the line to just being unreadable. Right. Is. I don't know how they did it. I know, but I we wanna, need to. But we need to treasure it. We do. We need to treasure because it because we will never see its kind again. <laughs> seriously, seriously, <laughs> it's true. Oh my god, I love it. Okay, this I is love it, it too. This is like a big, dumb, stupid Labrador mm. that keeps jumping on you and jumping on you and jumping on you, but you love it anyway because it's big, dumb, and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, Stephen, always think the artwork. Wills Portacio through the time. Did <laughs> you see Steven's look on his face? Like, really? You're really seriously asking me this question? Like, a serious answer was supposed to be had? Okay, serious question. Um, <laughs> or, no, serious answer. Okay, let me give you a serious answer. Um, um, Did you feel like you were reading Wet Works all over again? <laughs> bet, you have, bet you hadn't thought of Wet Works in a while, have you? <laughs> right now, everyone's scrambling to their computer. What the hell's Wet Works? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I want to. Oh man, I wanna I wanna get a, um, I just wanna get the the picture of all of the lameo bag the cannon fodder <laughs> the cannon fodder put it on my wall because it's just it's it's mwah, it's yes. art. <laughs> I, I want I want a, I want a single pinup shot of dead eyed dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's very nineties. Uh, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> That's one way to say it. I would say for better or for worse, but there's no for better here. It's just, <laughs> it's just for worse. For worse. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's really what you expect. If it was good, I would actually kind of be disappointed. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would as well. Yeah, God, Cable's H costume. What it's is the that? worst because he's totally naked up top with just this <laughs> puffy H on top. It looks terrible. It is, the and the worst. collar. It is like the most S and M stripper s costume ever. It's not God. good, Stephen. No. <laughs> um. Uh, so how would you? Uh, so yeah, how would you grade a Major X number uh, three? Oh my God, pure enjoyment. It's straight tens. Everything about it is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. I agree. Cooly terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's why everything else gets a one in for a real rating. But God, I just. I agree. Yeah. I'm with you completely. If I'm giving you a one and I'm not angry about it, then automatically it's a 10. <laughs> yes. That, <laughs> that's what that means. That's absolutely. Because, I mean, you're right. In reality, it's a one micro, a 10 for the story and for the art. But in, but at the end of the day, it's it's straight 10s. Yeah. It's straight 10s. Yeah. It's the tenniest 10 I've ever read I, in my entire life. And I got to say. That's a dime if I, I've ever seen I, one. I feel, I, I feel like telling people, look, you don't need to buy this no, monthly. No. But. Every now and then. But when the trade comes out, you really should buy it. <laughs> you really should buy this when the trade yeah. comes out because you got to read it. <laughs> I just want to tell people, if you have ever had any question as to – um. Why people react the way they do to Rob Liefeld? Just read this comic. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. And on that bombshell, <laughs> viva la revolucion. <laughs> <laughs>